Have you ever wondered what is really happening behind the curated feed of your favorite influencers and brands? The Social Sessions podcast gets the real story. I'm Tara, the founder of TJ Creative Agency. And I'm Audrey, a creative director and social media manager. Between the two of us, we have 13 years of experience in the social media world. All right, welcome back to the Social Sessions podcast, you guys. Today, we are going to talk about something that I feel like a lot of us have probably dealt with before, and that would be burnout. I know that Tara and I have been talking about this a lot this week. A lot of us have been dealing with this recently, especially working in social media. It's so easy to find yourself getting burnt out and feeling just a little bit overexhausted. Any thoughts on that, Tara? <laughs> yeah, can you tell that I'm burnt out? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're all we're all a little burnt out. We've seriously, this has been such a hot topic for us over the last week or so. It really has been. Not yeah, it's just we've all hit a wall. Yeah, and it's it it happens, but I think there's definitely ways that we can avoid it and maybe take care of ourselves a little bit better. Habits to put into place so we can avoid burnout, especially as it pertains to social media. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how you can avoid burnout as a social media manager or as someone just in the social media space. Well, I guess to kind of go into it, if anyone has experienced burnout, good for you. Um, but but mostly, like, how would you describe burnout? What does that look like for you? I just think uninspired um struggle to get things out, struggle to come up with new ideas, trying to be innovative and think of different like content ideas, but it's, it's like consuming at the same time as thinking. And so then you're probably not really doing much thinking. It's just too much. I think, I think on the outline you mentioned, like consuming so much content that that's probably what's causing the burnout almost, I think. Yeah, for sure. That's been a huge, huge thing for me recently. Um, and I've seen a few creators talk about this on TikTok, but I honestly don't think it's talked about enough. I think when you consume so much content and you work in the social media space, it's just natural for you to keep consuming content, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I need to see what's trending. I need to see what's going on, especially within video, because the TikTok sounds change every three days. Mm-hmm. So it's it feels like if you're not on it very much, you lose sight of what's happening. Yeah, exactly. It feels like no, you don't have your finger on the pulse anymore. You don't know what's going on. So it feels like common sense that you would stay plugged in. But I think that when you consume so much, yeah, it starts to turn into a bit of comparison and it really harms the creative process, I would say, because I know for me, for example, if I am consuming so much, and I was doing this a lot with my personal TikTok right when I got started, and I talked to you about this, because I was like, everybody's videos look the same, like everybody in my niche looks the same, blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't even let myself finish a creative idea. Like if I had an idea, I'd immediately shoot it down because I didn't think it was as good as what was already out there. If that makes sense. Like I wouldn't even let it come to fruition. I wouldn't even try and film it. And I think that's what happens for a lot of us. You just have this idea. You've seen so much content. You have this idea of what it should look like. Yeah, right. You don't even have the time to come up with original content because you're so busy consuming other content, looking at it from a perspective of your client or whatever it may be, right? So 
you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, how does this apply to plastic surgery? How does this apply to dentistry? And then you, you're switching back and forth. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. I think it just ends up being, you doubt your content too much. You doubt your own ideas too much and you just can't come up with anything. I think that's what it is, is what you said, the creative process, right? Yeah. Like it just, you need to find your own creative process. And while I think that consuming content is really, should be a part of that, there should be a boundary on it as well. Yeah. Because that other time should be spent maybe in a quiet space, just using your own ideas or in a room where we do like when we do content ideas together as a team, like that to me we come up with the best ideas. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think, and I do think that especially, I've seen like people meme this a lot as social media managers when they're like, they accidentally spend three hours scrolling through TikTok and whatever, and they're like calling it research, right? It's like, we've all been there. We've all been scrolling for too long. And I know for myself, I never feel good after I scroll for that long, I always, I realized recently, probably within the last few months, that it's mm-hmm. not restful for me, you know, when people will go on it at the end of the day or whatever to to wind down. It's not a wind down activity for me. I If I'm like stressed or I'm overwhelmed and then I go on TikTok or I go on Instagram for the next like hour and a half and then I get off, I don't feel any better. I might actually feel worse. So I feel like, Instead of scrolling Mm -hmm. mindlessly, I need to go out and do something like go on a walk or talk to a friend or something that's not like so mind numbing and makes me feel terrible. You know, like I just feel like it's scrolling with purpose and being a little more conscious. I don't think there's anything wrong with scrolling through TikTok every now and again, but being able to put a cap to it and being able to be like, okay, I'm not in a great mood, so I probably shouldn't go on here because I'm not going to feel any better. I also think... It does. It like limits your, your own creativity because you're so consumed, you're so busy consuming everybody else's creativity that you don't allow yourself to think of ideas. Yeah. And then it almost feels like sometimes it'll feel like, oh my God, there's no ideas left, which is so dramatic and obviously not the case. But when you scroll for that long and when you see so much, you're like, oh my God, everything's already been done. Anything I could think of like isn't even going to come close to this or blah, blah, blah. So I think that's huge for trying to avoid burnout, just being more conscious with the content that you consume. Like maybe try and we've talked about it before with Mikey about the motivational videos. Like that's that's content that I think can inspire you, whether it's that type of video or a podcast or whatever, like consume stuff that inspires you more than just, um, you know, puts you down. So I think being more conscious with, what we're consuming and how we're consuming it is a huge way to avoid burnout. Um, I would say number two is to set some sort of boundaries. And this can apply, you can take this however you want, setting boundaries with clients, setting boundaries with yourself, setting boundaries with coworkers, whatever it is. I think it's important to set some kind of boundaries. You know what I mean? Just have a little bit of mental sanity there. Because if you have your your boss or your client or whoever calling you at all hours of the night telling you what you need to do, girl, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. 
and there's always that gray line of being like, I want to be accessible. And I know that in order for this to work, I really need to be in tune with that person or that client. But, but I just think that sometimes it goes too far and then it becomes more of a, I mean, you can't be that person. Exactly. And it's like, it feels like when you set those boundaries, when you're like, I'm not available on the weekends to come into the office, I'm not available to do whatever. If those are your boundaries, like that doesn't have to be your boundary. But like once you set those, and your client or your boss or whoever it is knows you've you've communicated those boundaries, I think that they like they would be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like if you say I'm not working on Saturdays, if they need something to go up on Saturdays, they need to tell you by like that Thursday or that Friday so you have that time to figure it out so it doesn't, you know, cross the line where you say I'm sorry, I'm not doing this last minute for you on a Saturday morning. And I think that's what with time management as being a social media manager, it really being stricter with your time, like and giving time for scrolling and giving time for creating and giving time for each thing is so helpful. But I know I know it's so hard to do that. Yeah, I feel like for me, boundaries within like for myself, boundaries with myself have been really huge because I feel like anytime I pick up my phone, I start working. And that's not necessarily the headspace I want to be. So, or even like lunch breaks. I used to never really take full lunch breaks. And then I was wondering why I'm getting completely burnt out by 2.30. I was so tired because I wasn't giving myself any breaks. I was just like working because the way that like what we do, obviously, I can be working while I'm eating. I can be working like doing anything. I can be working while I'm on a walk. I can be working even at the gym. I catch myself a lot of times like I'm just like double tap automatically double tap Anthony while we're having a conversation. I'm just like double tapping my screen. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like engagement. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm doing engagement. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like I've had to set some boundaries with myself where I'm like, okay, I give myself 40 minutes to an hour every day where I put my phone either on the counter or in the other room or wherever, and I'm not going to be working on it. I'm going to eat, and I'm either going to read or I'm going to watch an episode of something that I like or whatever it is, but I'm not working. And that's like a strict boundary for me, the same way that I won't really work on Saturdays or Sundays. Sometimes I'll work on a Saturday if I like move my schedule around a little bit, but I have at least one day a week where I'm like, I don't even want to be on social media. I don't even want to be on my phone. And sometimes <laughs> it's, I, I get so strict with it where I put it in the other room. And then you miss out on opportunity. You miss out on yeah, all these good I, things. Yeah, I don't, I don't respond back for another like four hours. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear. My mom, this happened last weekend. She was like, probably so worried about you. Yeah, my mom was like, I was stressed. I called you. And I didn't like, I don't put my watch on on the weekends either. Because if I don't work out, I don't put my watch on. And I don't want the notifications. So she was like, I called you and I texted you. And I was like, sorry, it's my day where I don't want to be on my phone. So my phone's been on my bed in the other room for four hours. So I feel like setting those boundaries and giving ourselves that time where we're either not on our phone or not on social media or just like being present, you know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. a form of rest. And I think that those boundaries can look different for everyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, I won't be on social media because some people might have a healthier relationship with social media. But like boundaries could be like, I'm not going to respond to an email after 6 p.m. Or 
You know what I mean? Or I'm not going to try. I've seen some people. I think that applies to so many things to, or so many like. Like careers. Careers. Like you just. Yeah. It, this phone has like. About, like you can't not take your work home with you anymore. And I right. think it's applies to everyone. Social media burnout, work burnout. Like it is just in your face all the time and there's no way to escape it. Um, I think being aware of it is the number one and then just putting these things in place to help you avoid. I, I mean, it's so different because I feel like with my work, I'm always, I just, I am on social media, but I'm also on my phone and I'm also on the email and I'm also on the QuickBooks and I'm also yeah. on the podcast. So and I'm all- So that's, that's, I've seen some people be two like, phones. Well, yeah. So I was going to say, I've seen some people say, especially in this industry, say they have two phones, which I have contemplated a lot. But I've also seen some people where if you can, if there's certain things that you do on your computer more than your... That is one thing you do do. And maybe that is valuable. Yeah. I I try and do a lot of work stuff on my computer and get it off of my phone. But it's like, I've seen some people be like, I took the Gmail app. I took my email off of my phone. I can only respond to, or work emails at least. I took my work email off of my phone. I can only respond to them when I'm on the computer or when I'm on the iPad or whatever else it is. That's assuming you like have the ability to have two sort of devices, but something like that where it's not all within hand's reach all the time. That's a thing. It is... Yeah. And it is a choice and we can choose to have it on there and we can choose not to have it on there. And it's not really hard to delete it and bring it back when you're ready. Right. Like there's good times to take breaks too, where you're just like, I'm on vacation. I'm deleting the Instagram app from my phone for a week. Yeah. Just to not be tempted. And it's not hard to bring it back. It's not like it deletes and you lose everything. I mean, unless you have everything (laughs) in drafts, maybe. So just, yeah, I think like setting a boundary where whatever like you've heard several examples now but some sort of boundaries like hard lines where you're like this is for my mental sanity this is my time however you want to use that is up to you but knowing that your work doesn't cross over into that time i think is huge um now this one feels like i'm calling myself out but i think it's important to have some sort of a hobby something that you do outside of work and I can't say I have any. You do. You have that. You love spin. Yeah, but I monetize it and now it's a job. I know you did. That was kind of, you know yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? My friends say that all the time. They're like, you've monetized like every hobby you've ever had. So doing something just for fun. I, I The other day I was like, maybe I should start like painting or collaging. <laughs> you could or, paint. So I don't know. That'd be fun. Something, yeah. yeah. I'm not a good painter. It always sounds good in theory. And then when I try it, they like... It, I think it's my competitive nature where it looks so horrendous. I'm like pissed off that it doesn't look good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, then you're like, why did I do that? I don't know. I guess I do. I do read a lot. That's my hobby. I definitely need a hobby. I don't even know what I would do. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm like calling us out. And I don't know if everybody has hobbies, but having... I love photography. And I, to me, that is a hobby. Like, because I'm, I love it so much. Like, people... Yes, I monetized it because I do it on the weekends. Like I shot a baby shower on Sunday and I shot a family shoot on Saturday and I have a shoot on Sunday and I have a headshot shoot on Monday. And But you but, like doing it. But I really do like doing it. 
like I loved doing the photography and I love the and the editing part of it is like coloring to me so I yeah. enjoy that part too did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives in the podcast audio branding i explore all of this both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising marketing music and science to have a listen for yourself visit audiobrandingpodcast.com so it's still something to do something that's like i'm i would still consider that a hobby for you because those sorts of things don't have anything to do with the business don't have anything to do with social media kind of sort of i just think if you can make money doing it if you can make money at your hobby it's hard to not do it right right i mean do it if you want i think just having something outside of that's how anthony is with golf like he teaches golf but like play so people think it sounds so fun but it's really not because when it's your job it's not that fun you know Right. Well, that's what people say about um, when when anyone says that they've monetized their hobby, but more so that has become their main source of income. That's become their full time position. People are like, Mm -hmm. it's not as fun anymore because there's like requirements and I'm not just like doing it at my own pace. And now there's deadlines involved. These rules. Yeah. 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 It gets a little bit more sticky. It's not so fun. But I just think having something to do, it doesn't have to be anything intense. I feel like when I think of hobbies, I always think of something within the arts. And it doesn't have to, like, it could just, it could be cooking a dinner at the end of the night. It could be, like, going on, I don't know if you'd call going on a walk with your dog a hobby, but just, like, something that kind of takes you out of your stress or, like, gets you focused on something else, essentially. Yeah, I think so, too. Do you have any other tips on those are my like big three things, I think the big three on how to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all still working on it. And um, I think when you're building something like we are too, like it's not that it's hard to not use that time in a way that, you know, is going to be like productive for the business or the, you know what I mean? And it's hard. It's so hard. Like, I don't know. That I think comes down to, I guess this kind of incorporates into an even bigger issue. That's not even just social media based. It's, it's everybody. This idea that you're only as worthy as you are productive. Yeah, exactly. You know, I struggle with that a lot and I always have where if I don't do anything, I just feel like it's a waste of my time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's not true. I've just, we've all been kind of programmed to think that or yeah, yeah, we all, but it's, it's like, you can rest, you can rest and you can chill as long as like get back to work when you feel well rested, but you're allowed to spend time not working. You're allowed to spend time not, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because otherwise you end up burnt out. If you do, if you do end up like that, if you spend every free moment you have working towards mm-hmm. your business or your goal or whatever, you end up burnt out and then you're half-assing your work. Like, that's kind of how 
I've felt for the last week or so. I feel like I burnt myself out so much that I was, <laughs> and now I'm sick. Let's Legit. let's talk about that. That's I made myself burnout because I That's just like, like yeah, because I like burnt myself out. But it's like you get so burnt out that I you keep trying to work right. At least for me, you get burnt out and you're like, there's really no option. Like mm-hmm. these things have to get done. And then the content is shitty. It's not the even stuff good. Doing is shitty. It's like it's yeah. not good stuff. Yeah. So that's how I was feeling the other day. I was telling Tara today. I was, I could make it. memes. That was, that was my ability. I could make memes. And then I was just feeling so drained that everything I was making <laughs> looked like garbage trash. And I was like, I can't publish any of this. It looks terrible. So it's like you don't get to that point if you take time to rest. If you have boundaries. If you do the things that you need to do in order to avoid burnout, then you don't get to that point. You rest a little bit and then your content stays good. What you, what you're doing stays good. It doesn't yeah. get to that and shitty level. It should be part of it. You just got to master your creative process. You know what I mean? Yeah. And know that and rest should be a big, very yeah, big part of it. And I think we're missing that part. And maybe and then your work is a reflection of that sometimes. Yeah. So I think I think that's just an everybody type of lesson where you got to rest. But it's it's finding that balance with rest, too. You know what I mean? I don't think rest looks like taking two weeks off and doing the bare minimum for two weeks. It usually looks like taking a day or two or taking a half day if you can. And you know what I mean? Spreading yourself out in a way that works for you where you can take time to rest. And then you feel and the thing with rest is just sidebarring on this 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 is exactly what i was talking about in terms of consuming you have to rest in a way that works for you that makes you feel like you're rested there's some ways like like for me on the weekends i'm a little bit more introverted than i am extroverted i like to hang out with people and i can turn it on at any given moment but i don't (laughs) feel well rested if i go out on a saturday night sunday morning i am not feeling well rested You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like finding a way. That's fine. And then maybe I spend my Sunday like by myself or like watching a show or making breakfast or like going on a walk or doing things that I know make me feel good, which is what I meant with the social media, where it's like I might be laying on the couch and scrolling through social media, but my mind is not resting at all. Also, I think limit. I really like I know I've heard this on Joe Rogan and I don't know how accurate it is, but that China, they like their kids turn their phone like the social, all social networks and everything are non accessible after 7 p.m. What do you think about that rule? Like you couldn't, you can't even get on. I don't it. know um, legally how great that is for an entire country to like country. not be able, <laughs> like at the same time. But you know, but for some kids, like if. I could blame it on the government. A much I'd be like, softer note. The government turned yeah. it down. <laughs> You're like, it's not they my fault. Made me turn it off. It's not my fault. The government <laughs> did it. On a much like softer <laughs> scale of that, there's like the bedtime feature, which I had on forever. I was just out the other night and they were like, why are all of your apps locked at 9 p.m.? And I'm like, Anthony has that thing on his phone, you know, like to let you know it's time for bed. It's like this, like. I think it's nice. I think it's nice too because you, especially with this time change, you're looking around and thinking, I still have daylight. I could do so much more and it's nine o'clock and you're like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, no, I should stop working. 
And when it's not like, I know that it's not keeping anybody off of the apps, like for sure. You know what I mean? Like you can easily press 15 more minutes or you can press like skip today, but it's that little hassle that makes people that I think kind of tricks your mind. It's the, it's the same as when I put my phone in the other room, because I'll, if it's right next to me, I'm going to out of habit, grab my phone and look on Instagram, grab my phone and open up TikTok. Even if there's nothing that I'm specifically looking for, just because I do it so often. So when I put it in the other room, I'm like, there's nothing I need bad enough that I'm going to, that I need bad enough that I'm going to walk to the other room because I don't need it, period. I don't need to look at it, period. And I will look at it enough throughout the week. That's true. So it's just, I don't know, finding, I think, I think the bedtime thing is great. I think it's great Yeah, I don't think people realize they have it either. So just little things like that. I think that's good. I'm going to do it to mine. Or I'm just going to depend on Anthony. His dinging. His nighttime stuff. That works. I heard yours. You're like, I heard yours. So So that means mine is done for too. Definitely gets me thinking about it. Because I otherwise would never even look up or look at the time. So it's super helpful. Yeah, I think there's a bunch of little things you just have to implement them. You have to take action to actually see a difference in it. Yeah, exactly. You can talk about burnout all you want and complain about it all you want, but nothing changes unless you make the changes, unless you decide I'm spending less time on here, you decide I'm not taking emails after this time. Whatever works for you. Like it looks different for everybody. I think those were just our top tips, but there's so many different ways that you can pull back and find a little bit more of a balance in your career slash social slash personal life yeah if you have any tips leave them in the comments below yeah let us know let us know on our instagram page if you guys can give us a good review that would be so helpful if you feel like anything that we said was beneficial or helpful for you i would love if you left us a review rated the podcast it really helps us out it definitely does this is also another social media platform yeah (laughs) Until next time, we will, we'll talk to you later.